I think it's, you have noticed this in very many sports. A good team will always beat good players who are playing separately, playing for their own aim. Like if you play collectively, the like the sum is greater than what you get like there. Like it's not one plus one is an equals two anymore. One plus one is equal to four. Because you're kind of filling in your weaknesses, you're learning much faster. It just works better like that. So that's it's just always been in our DNA as Kugali. We've always been very collaborative. We've always been, it's not, it's not a selfish thing. No one, like none of us came into Kugali, be like, you know, I'm gonna make a bunch of money. You are listening to Geekdom in Powers. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hassan and this is Geekdom in Powers. Each episode before we begin, I try to explain in a different way what Geekdom in Powers means because it means a few things to me. On the one hand, it means that we, the geeks, dig into that thing which we love the most. And when we decide to go all in on something that perhaps most people don't even understand, it doesn't make us different or pariahs or outcasts. It makes us stronger and empowered. Our geekdom is our strength. I don't think it's important to be strong. I do think it's important to be empowered. To know, to know that what you are is good. And if you go all in on that, that is a good thing. So on the way to understand this concept, this idea, I interview people who go all in on the thing they love within our geek world. So today's guests are a perfect example of that. I'll be talking to three people, Tulu Ulu Fuyeku, Ziki Nelson, and Hamid Ibrahim, all from the Kugali.com website. I first met Tulu and Ziki about five or six years ago when they were just starting something called the Dao Futaku podcast, which tried to bring forth all the African comics, animation, and TV that was in the science fiction and fantasy genres and, and how. And as the years went by, they grew bigger and bigger. They created Kugali.com. They began to be the creators of original African genre content, not specifically them, but be responsible for creation of new content. And most recently, they even signed a deal with Disney. This is the story of how geekdom empowers you and makes you greater. As you listen, pay specific attention to the sacrifices made along the way and the different times they had to choose the right path and the path they chose. It is fascinating to listen and it is a lesson for all of us, I think. One more thing before we begin, I record this on Zoom. There is a video which I will upload soon on our YouTube. I will let you know when it's up. They were not prepared for the video. We agreed ahead of time. We'll just do the audio, okay? But then uh, Ziki had a drawing of him, like a picture of himself just uh, just there. And Ibrahim came with a, a really a mask, an a, a talking AR avatar of a mask, uh, the meaning of which is going to talk about here. And we agreed, and you will hear us agree to, you know what, let's do the video of this too. I like the mask. I like the drawing. I like the two people, one talking AR avatar of a mask, one picture that's talking. And uh, uh, 10 years ago, this would have been a science fiction movie. And today it's just a reality. So 
I kept it in. We all agreed we should keep this in. This is the first thing you'll hear us talk about, and then we dive in. So listen to it. Understand this is what we're talking about. Sometimes he talks about the mask, and then, you know, it's a visual thing. And um, come back when the YouTube is up, because it is interesting to watch. So without further ado, here is the Kugali team. Enjoy. We can do a video like this, actually, this box as well. So oh, yeah. this is good. It's for me. I can do this and the picture, uh, and Ziki's picture and uh, your picture. If you're okay, I can do this. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. right. If if if, we're, if it's going to end up being video, let me put a Kugali background. All right. It is. It right. is so right. nice to have you guys here. This is like uh, the third time, I think, or the fourth time. I'm having you on various kinds of things. And I've seen you. We start, I, I met you guys, met you over the web. Uh, when you were like just starting out and just this thing that you didn't know. And every time you're bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think last time there was news, I, like a couple of months ago, I think I saw news at your website that there's a Disney thing. For one of uh, the shows, for one of the, I mean, the stories. Yeah. So, can you tell people just a little bit about your background and what Kugali is? Okay. Should we uh, play the usual order of Ziki goes and then drops it to Tolu, and then that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's use our standard um, Ziki shoots. Sure. So. My name is Ziki. I'm one of the co-founders of Kugali, and my was actually in, in in finance. But when I started Kugali, I began my journey as a comic book writer and now screenwriter and director. So Kugali was inspired by both all of our collective interests in African it- stories about we grew up. Well, let's even go backwards. You, you're in Nigeria, right? Yeah. So I'm actually in London now. I was I was born and raised in Nigeria. Uh, I moved to the UK when I was 15. And Tolo is in Nigeria and Hamid? Um, I was born in Uganda and then I spent 10 years in... I was carried to Kenya when I was one year old. Spent 10 years in Kenya, nine years technically. And then uh, back to Uganda and then in the UK for the last 10 years now. Okay, interesting. Okay, Ziki, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, sure. I was just saying that Nigeria originally, but I grew up in media. So American comics, cartoons, and superheroes, as well as Japanese manga and anime. So that was all I thought was possible with respect to storytelling in these areas. So even though I knew I wanted to be a storyteller one day, I saw myself either writing about superheroes or samurais, And it wasn't until I went to the uh, very first Comic-Con in Lagos in 2012 that I saw a group of local creators making comics based on their own local culture. And that was a light bulb moment for me where I realized that, oh, wow, I could actually bring something new to the table by taking my culture and my stories and using them to, to, to make comics and also one day animations. And that was the seed that eventually germinated into Kugali. So eventually, uh, around 2016, 2017, I built up the courage to, to take the plunge to start a publishing company uh, with Tolu. Hamid joined shortly afterwards. 
that was going to focus exclusively on showcasing African stories. And when you started, I think you just started right covering stories, uh, African stories that are in the genre, in uh, science fiction, fantasy, and stuff like that, right? Yes. And then, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So when we started, we, we didn't really set out originally with the goal of, you know, let's create um, comics and animation. And it was just, I wanted to be a video game developer. Ziki wanted to be a writer. And we were curious about what was already out there in Africa in, this, in these areas. So we started a podcast. We started searching for all the best comics animation, um, you know, live action, fantasy TV series or sci-fi TV series or movies, everything. We were searching for those things. We were interviewing people who were creating those things from all across Africa. And after three seasons of our podcast, which took about one and a half years, we had pretty much run the entire gamut of what was available. We had basically interviewed everybody or you know, seeing everything and it was like, is this all there is in the whole continent? There, there isn't enough content. So um, w- while I've always wanted to be a video game developer, but then it became more important to create an environment back home that could support dreams like mine. So the, so the, the main dream, which is being a video game developer, was basically put on hold to... Um, go with a different dream, which is creating an enabling environment. So we became publishers. We were trying to help people get their stories out there. We saw some really good stories that with artwork on par with anything you would see from anywhere else in the world. And it was like, but nobody knows about these things. They are not getting enough traction. So we um, transitioned from being a podcast uh, and YouTube channel and blog into being a full-fledged Pan-African publisher. And while the long-term goal has always been everything, so comics, animation, video games, we started out with just comics because um, it had the lowest barrier to entry. We were a very small team and we couldn't tackle everything at once. Um, Luckily for us, Hamid joined um shortly after we started this and once he joined he helped us speed up the animation part of it so i'll let him talk about that cool Hold on, just I before that just before that mm-hmm. the podcast was called the dao futaku right is it still online yes. can people still find it um yes but it was called the dao of otaku but people can no longer find it under that name because we rebranded it to the kugali podcast before we transitioned into publishing, we had become more aware of our identity. We had become more aware of the fact that even the name of our podcast was influenced by all the Western and um, um, Eastern media we had consumed as kids. So Dao of Otaku roughly translates to the way of the geek and it combines that you know dao is from china mm-hmm. otaku is from japan so you see we were there was nothing african about that name so we had already rebranded to the kugali podcast before um we transitioned into publishing and uh, i think hamid is actually the first person here to explain the meaning of the word kugali yeah go ahead all right so the name kugali is um tolu and ziki don't speak swahili 
Now I speak Swahili because I spent some years in Kenya. So now Swahili Swahili So what they wanted to do is kujali, which means to care, right? So that's kujali, but they changed the J to ga. So it became kugali. So it's a unique word, but it's pretty much like uh, adjacent from kujali, which means to care in like something, something you care about, like something that matters uh, in Swahili. So that's where the name originated from. A lot of people think it's connected to Kigali, the city, but it's not. Uh, my little sister, as she says, she's from Kenya, she said Ugali, which means uh, it's a kind of like, how can I describe it? It's almost like Pondedium. Yam. It's like uh, East African version of Pondedium. Yam. Tolu knows what that is. But yeah, it's actually from Kujali, which means to care. That's where the name comes from. Okay. Uh, so what happened when you started, uh, uh, when you came into the picture? Oh, so my story is actually an interesting one where I was already, it's one of the things where I was privileged enough to be in a position where I achieved my dreams when I was really young. So, because I grew up in Kenya, you remember that. Uh, my dream was always to work on a big film. I worked in the VFX industry for about, and I worked on a few big films, and I was lucky enough to work on my favorite childhood film, which was Lion King, so I worked on the remake for that. And right after I finished that, uh, when I was actually still working on that, uh, there was an animation that came out from Lagos. Uh, some, already, I was already thinking about Kugali at that point. It was not Kugali itself, I was thinking about doing something from back home. But there wasn't any much, like the fire wasn't there, told once he could say that. Like in the beginning, obviously, because I was still working another job, it wasn't that, I wasn't as pressed. But I think that really pressed me was, there was an animation that came from Nigeria. I showed it to my, because I thought I was proud of it. It was a trailer of Malaika. I was proud of it because it, was, it looked cool. But, but that's to me. I showed it to my work colleagues. Uh, they roasted it because obviously the standard was not quite there of the animation itself. And that thing of, in my head, I was like, the best efforts from Africa are roastable. That really affected me. I was like, I can't be here working on the cutting edge of stuff and back home, they're roasting our best efforts. And that literally made me go, you know what? I already achieved my dreams, the job of my dreams. Uh, so I left that job. And then I was like, I'm going to go full-time Pukali now, just press on the like pedal as hard as I can. So yeah, that's how I ended up in Kugali. And then just the journey in Kugali was one, step one was just building an air pipeline. Two, as Tolu and Ziki will let you know, I'm very picky with the work. So I like the art to be really top notch. I really try and push it. Uh, I have, we have, there, has, there has to be a standard uh, that has to be achieved. And I, I press on that quite a lot. So it's one of the things of really pushing the art standard, trying to help the artists grow as quick as possible because I have connections in the industry. So I could bring people in to teach the artists stuff as well. And that really helped us advance forward a bit faster. And even in the animation side, just the pipeline for that getting created, that was one of the big things. And as you can see, the mask I'm using right now, this is by us as well. That's, um, that's my mask personally over there. And you can see it's tracking. That's augmented but reality is something you do as well. That's your mask? Yeah, that's my mask, yeah. What does it mean? Does it have meaning? I was going I to told you as actually a funny Yeah, they don't have a direct meaning. They are more of an avatar. So this is my avatar. You can see the three of them there. And then the one on the left of Tolu, that's Tolu's avatar. And then the one on the right of Tolu, that's oh. Ziki's avatar. And then in the middle, that's my avatar. Yeah. I see. The masks are actually a love letter to um, our love for Eastern culture because they're actually inspired by a hybrid of African masks and uh, Japanese kabuki masks as well. Mm. And what, uh, what African tribe is it? Uh, uh, um, so the masks are loosely inspired. They are not direct one-to-one -one masks from any 
one specific tribe. Um, but many, many of the masks, if you look at Edo masks or Yoruba masks, many of them look similar to this, but none of these masks are a direct representation of one very specific culture. It's just, um, okay. it's, it's the aesthetic more, more, more that we just, you know, grab the aesthetic, mix it with our colors. So, mm -hmm. by the way, I can tell you, I, I've also, you know, I've, you know what, let's do this, you know, like, can you tell me, let's cover like some of the comics that are being done now and some of the TV shows, because, for example, I'm on Netflix over here, which probably doesn't show everything. I have two South African shows, which are uh, in the genre, uh, which are really cool. So let, let's um, go. Which, which shows? Which shows are those? Oh, shoot. And where, you mean in Israel, right? Yes, I'm in Israel. Uh, there was one. I can't remember its name. I saw the first uh, two. I'll get you the exact name. I think it's a kind of a vampire thing. Uh, with the Kung Fu vampire. What? Did you say Kung Fu and vampire? No, 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 not Kung Fu. No, no, no. Just vampire. Okay. Um, vampire, okay. And the other one was about, like I saw a few years ago, about uh, uh, a cop, I think, that's super strong. I'll try, I look it okay, up. Okay, but, but speaking of like what Hamid said about, so the best efforts from Africa at the time where he, his friends in the industry are roasting it. The, the South African animations you've seen on Netflix, how does their quality compare with animation you watch from outside Africa? It's uh, not animation. Uh, it, does, yeah. It's, uh, it's very good. It, you know, uh, there's, like, you can sense that it isn't Hollywood, right? Because the story is a little bit different. Uh, it's slightly less low budget, so you can see that making up for it in how they shoot the, the thing. Uh, but there is there is a lot of non-American, non-UK uh, genre shows now. There's a German one oh, yeah. also, and a couple of French ones, uh, yeah. and a lot of Korean ones. Yeah, I'd say the Netflix Translate helps a lot, because there's some shows, like, for example, one of my favorite shows at the moment, from I think came from last year, yeah. where Duck, uh, it's a German show, Dark, Have you watched yeah. it? Oh my god, love that show so much. That was like my favorite show of last year. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't on Netflix, right, because of the translation, like I don't think I'd have watched it. That's the funny thing. So the streaming sites are really being a huge surface in diversifying the breadth of stories we actually consume. So that's yeah, I, I get I see I got a couple. I haven't seen the South African ones actually. I'll try and look for them, I'll try and check them out. I know what a lot I'll of send you. I look I look after names and I'll send them to you. That would be perfect, yeah. And then to Tolu's question, with the animations, South Africa, in 2016, they weren't quite there yet. Mm -hmm. But again, maybe my sons are really high, right? But they were good still. Like, they were not rustable, let me put it that way. They were not rustable. They were be like, oh, that's all right. But you wouldn't be like, that's an amazing animation. You'd be like, that's all right, kind of level. Uh, right now, they're actually improving uh, even, even a lot more. See, South, South Africa would be leading it, I would say, animation-wise in Africa. South Africa would definitely be the one place leading, leading it with Triggerfish. And the Strugafish and Sun, Sun something for them with the other company. Those are the two I'd say which are on the lead. And still the quality doesn't, when I watch it, 
I'm like, they still like, they, there's more that can be done here. There is that, I feel like there's still a lot more to be done. Not roastable, and, uh, which is good, which I'm happy about, but it's not quite to the standard. Uh, I'm less like, I, th- I don't think it's about the quality. I think it's about the story. And first of all, the creators, which are really good. And last time when I talked to Toru, he showed me like many stories in comic books, which we'll get to in a second, uh, which mm-hmm. are based on African myths as opposed to all the American comics, which are based on European and American myths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Ziki and I will talk a bit more about that. Okay. So we have two types of comics we make at Kogali. Um, I mean, more than two types, obviously, but there's one, you can say we have some comics that are completely made in-house. So um, Ziki is one of our top writers at Kogali. So which is why I said he can talk a bit more about that. But we have some comics where we didn't create it in-house, but rather we collaborate with someone else who might be an independent creator. We see the quality of his storytelling and work and we like, you know what? We like your work. We want to help you get it out there. So we collaborate with people like that. We help them publish their comics and get it out there. So that being said, we have comics from Ghana, Zimbabwe, um, Kenya. We've published from quite a few places in Africa. And we also have the comics we write in-house. And like you said, it's not just about the art, it's also the storytelling. So um, a comic like Razor Man, one of the very first comics we ever published. Back then when we published it, the creator's art quality was not quite there yet. He's improved a lot over the years, Bill Masuku. But back then it wasn't so much the art that got us attracted to Razor Man. It was the storytelling. The way he tells his story and the world building is really good and very engaging. But um, yes, over the years, as uh, the whole industry, I would say, Kogali, the people we collaborate with, the other people in Africa who may not be collaborators, but are also telling stories with comics. And we've all been improving in our craft. And it's already it's watching a dream come true because when we started this, the, there was a huge quality gap between what was being done in Africa and what was being done in other places. So um, Ziki, what would you like to say about the comics? Yeah, I suppose building on top of what you said, it reminds me a little bit of what happened in China or generally in the East as a whole, where uh, for a long time we associated their, their their movies or their content with these really low-budget uh, kung fu film production quality of what's coming out of that part of the world right now. And and actually, the budgets um, you see a steady growth in 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 that industry, and that's 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 an analog that that represents something close to what we're hoping to to emulate. And I can say that even as an individual as well, I've I've constantly improved. I think we've all we've all improved, and and I think the opportunity to 
to work to actually work together that's that's the other thing about kugali is that we're extremely collaborative and it's that collaborative energy that's actually allowed us to all see the holes in in our skills in order to fill them up and and, and improve our, our craft so it's getting to the point now where we're coming up with comics where i i'm actually a fan of where i start reading them and i'm like oh well i, I wish we could make more of these quicker because i'm, I'm really enjoying the stories how did you find those uh writers and the artists? Well, because we had been podcasting for about a year and a half, we had already made contact with pretty much the most talented artists and creators in the community. So it wasn't, so we, we already had their, their contact details. We already knew what they were up to. And the first thing that brought us all together was the Kugali magazine slash anthology. So it's a collection of different comics from different part, different creators from across the, the continent. So the first one had a creator from Kenya, one from Zimbabwe, one from Nigeria. And then we eventually expanded that from a small magazine to a larger anthology. So we really became the first company to, to, to actually have a very Pan-African approach in, in, in our approach to storytelling and, and, and publishing. So that's how we were able to build and foster communities because we actually had a running periodical. Uh, we had the podcast as well. And those two things were, were the, the frameworks through which we were able to grow the community. And uh, can you feel the community changing as a result of the things you're doing now? 100%. Um, I mean, I think it's not necessarily just a result of what we're doing now. I, I think overall, there is a demand for more diverse content. As you mentioned, for example, in Netflix, the, 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 the diversity of the con content is, is a lot more than what it used to be a decade ago, five years ago. Now you're finding shows from all parts of the world because I think this is, this is just a personal opinion of mine. I, I think that when you're able to showcase different cultures and bring them to the world of storytelling, it actually enriches the world of storytelling. The, the Korean take on, on what an epic fantasy might look like is going to be different to the European take. So you, you, you're, you're able to see more variety as, as a member of the audience. And I think that the, the, the Netflixes, the, the Amazons, and even Hollywood, and, and anyone who is in the business of content is starting to key into this. And so there's now more interest. And, and Africa... Or, or different parts of Africa are now considered hotspots and, 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 and targets. So what we're finding is more investment in the industry and more investment in the, the community. So even though at the moment we're still at the very beginning of this, I, I believe that in, in, let's say, maybe a decade, we're going to be seeing very large, big-budget productions um, across many different mediums, whether it's uh, comics, uh, animation, live action as, as, as well. And I think Kugali is partially at the, 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 the forefront of this because, you know, we're one of the first companies to, to have the opportunity to collaborate with the likes of a, a, a Disney. This is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, collaborations. And so what's that, what that's doing is signaling to both people back home but also people in, in, in Hollywood and in the, in the content industry that look something interesting is happening here. And, and I think this will be the, the, the catalyst for, for a really massive growth um, in the industry and, and community. Sure, working with Disney is, is amazing. Can you talk a little bit more about that project? 
what is it about or, and how did it happen? Sure. I will, um, because this is the, the last qu question I'll have uh, time to answer, I'll, I'll jump in and, and answer this and then I'll, I'll let the other gentleman fill in any blanks that uh, I may have had. But what had happened was, uh, I, I'll give you the, the, the story behind the story, but when we had launched the Kugali anthology on uh, Kickstarter, we, this triggered the interest of the BBC so we were then featured on the, the BBC here in the UK. And during that feature, uh, someone um, who will not be named said that um, he wanted to kick Disney's. I'm not sure if this is a podcast where we can swear, so I'll leave, I'll leave that out to people's imagination. And that definitely got their attention. But rather than approach us in a combative manner, they were really inspired by what they were doing. And because... Uh, Disney Animation is very interested in, in telling more diverse stories. If you follow what they've been doing this year, they came out with Raya and the Last Dragon, which, which is based on Eastern culture, uh, East, East Asian culture, I should say. Uh, you've seen this with Encanto, which is coming out at some point soon, which is based on Colombian culture. And so they felt like we were an ideal company to, to collaborate with to, to bring forth Disney Animation's first African-inspired story. So we can't reveal too much about the story at this stage, but what we can say is that it's set in Lagos, which is where Tolu and I grew up in. And it's a, a sci-fi story that looks at themes such as class, uh, in, in, classism, I should say, inequality, uh, challenging the status quo. I, I believe, Hamid, we've, we've been able to release some uh, information about the, the visual. So Hamid can talk a little bit more about the world building uh, behind the world. But uh, what I will say is that it's going to be a, a first of its kind. And we're, we're, we're really, I, I really wish I could say more, <laughs> to be honest. It really sucks when you're in this industry and you can't uh, talk too much about, about the projects. But it's because we, we want to, to, to have great timing in terms of when we, 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 re, we choose what we want to reveal. So I will, I will leave it there. Okay. I will refrain from asking, even though I want to know. I will wait. So in, have you felt... Uh, a difference in the way people react to, like, have you gotten more requests now that there's news that Disney is working with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Ziki has to leave now. So, um, Hamid and Hi, I can Thank take you. questions going forward. But, Ziki, take care. Uh, good no worries. Thanks for having me. Take care. Uh, so in terms of requests, we have gotten quite a few more requests. Uh, I would say a lot more interesting requests. I don't know if I could call them requests. Tony, would you call them requests? How would you describe them without giving away anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I would call some of them requests, but then I would say some of them are just taking us more seriously now. Because ever before the Disney um, collaboration was publicly announced, we had always been, we had always had big dreams. We had always pitched to the biggest companies. And I'm pretty sure before we were just one of the pitches, but now when we pitch, like they would actually take us seriously before like, okay, even if they don't take our pitch, at least now we know that they're really considering it. Yeah. That's, that's really good. And my, my main question now is how, 
You know, I talked uh, just a few like episodes ago. It hasn't been released yet, but I recorded it um, with a Zimbabwean author, and he was talking about how you know when uh, Lauren Bukes won uh, an award, uh, you know everyone said yes, an African can do it, and in science fiction, but it doesn't work that way. In, for example, in Europe. Because, you know, if an, if an Italian author wins a big reward, no one in French says, yes, Europeans can do it. There's something, like you said, Pan-African about Kugali and about the approach overall. It's not uh, a Nigerian author. It's not a, it's not a Ghana thing. It is a, an African thing. Why do you think that is? I think it's just... Uh... That's just in our DNA, Kugali. Uh, even me, myself, right? Because when I was when I joined up with Tuo and Ziki, the main reason I did not start my own company is because I was thinking, these guys are going the direction I'm going in. They are still literally super early stage. Uh, they just, by then you guys were just starting to rebrand into Kugali at that point. And it's a thing of, it's, if you want to go far, go together. And we, if you come up with a good, a good team, I think it's, we have noticed this in very many sports. A good team will always beat good players who are playing separately, playing for their own aim. Like if you play collectively, the like the sum is greater than what you get like there. Like it's not one plus one isn't equals two anymore. One plus one is equal to four. Because you're kind of filling in your weaknesses, you're learning much faster. It just works better like that. So that's it's just always been in our DNA as Kugali. We've always been very collaborative. We've always been, it's not, it's not a selfish thing. No one, like none of us came into Kugali be like, you know, I'm going to make a bunch of money. Like none of us had that kind of thing, right? Like Ziki was being financed, pretty sure he's making more money than he did in Kugali. Totally wanted to be a video game developer, but he saw coming to a good entry. Myself, funny enough, is when I left uh, the VFX industry, I was making decent money. Uh, when I was going, planning to go full-time Kugali, I got by then the biggest job offer in terms of money I had. And I remember that time I was really broke. I remember I was eating uh, rice and eggs. And then you get this big job offer. And it was that thing, it really tested my, my, my integrity. Because I was thinking about like, that, that thought came to my head, right? Is I'm saying I quit that job to come here to do something big for Africa. What will it say about myself if I'm to abandon that and go part-time with that again, now because of money this side? So it just shows all of us, none of us came in here for money. It's all about the big dream. And if you're going for something big, you always want to have players on your side. You always want to have a good team surrounding you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what Hamid said about like we cover each other's weaknesses, because to be honest, I feel like I'm a very intelligent person and I feel like I'm I learn a lot of things. I, I can do very, very many things at like beginner to intermediate level. But I've, I usually don't get to like mastery level in most of these things. So I just can't compete with Hamid in arts, but I can draw. But I can't compete with Hamid in art. No. I can write, but Ziki, Ziki has way more writing experience at this point. And um, if I, you, you don't know the rest of our team, but every member of our team brings something that wh where they are so much better than me in that one thing or, or those things that they handle that I feel like, how would I, how would I have done this without this person? Like, like, I remember there was this one time we were interviewing Ziki, no, 
Hamid and I were interviewing someone for a position at our company. I mean, we were going to hire him. And during the interview, we were taking notes because he was saying some really smart things because this is his area that what we wanted to hire him for. He was good at it. We were literally taking notes like, yep, yep. Okay, we need to do this. Because, so that's, that's, I think when we say, wh why is it Pan-African? The same problems on, on a high level, it's the same problems almost across the entire continent when we're talking about the industry. The industry is in its infancy in almost every single country on the continent. I would say South Africa being the exception where it's not great in South Africa either, but at least it's beyond infancy now. I would say it's like the industry has gotten to like toddler level in South Africa. But the point is most of us are experiencing the same problems. We come together and walk towards a solution that works for everybody. That sounds like a key, a super important thing. It means you built everything right from the start. It means building yeah. a team and building the right thing. You could have built a place with, you know, real terrible people or too competitive or who wanted all the glory for themselves who were looking to get millions and, you know, and that would have destroyed what you're building. Yeah, we got very lucky. It's one of those, like the way, just a starting point, middle one, Ziki, we covers just, it's, we're all very good at very different things. And we all, it's that, and we all work really well, which is very rare. So I just, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say it was a bit of luck there. I'm gonna say yeah. that was an angel looking after us. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree with Hamid because again, Ziki is my childhood friend, but we didn't know Hamid from anywhere. Hamid didn't know us. He just researched online, found different companies and thought, okay, I like these guys have a similar vision to me. Let me um, team up with these guys. And he like, he worked so well with us and the things he brought to the table, Ziki and I do not have those skills. And it was like, this is a very good team. And yeah, I, I agree. Like we got very lucky, the combination, because all of us have our excesses, right? And I feel like, Hamid, you, you know this, the areas where you feel like you may be excessive in those areas. Ziki is a perfect counterbalance because he he can be very rigid in some very specific things. Yeah, um, he can be very super logical. And Hamid and I, especially Hamid, I think can be more um, you know passionate and follow the heart. And Ziki be like, yeah, but if you look at this logically, this decision makes no sense um, because of these reasons. And you 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 come to realize, you know what? He, he has a point. So I, in, in a nutshell, I think we're still saying the same thing. We, we balance each other out very well. And then we've built, apart from just the three of us, we have, um, our, our team is about 20 people strong now. And almost every single person brings something different. It's very rare to have like two people doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, it's the one thing I don't know how to do. I don't know how to, you know, I've worked in the theater so I can, I can build actor, you know, I'm actors and everyone works together and uh, the set, but in anything that has to do with just the writing, building a team is a problem I have. I'm taking inspiration from you guys and I'll find a way to do it. Hey, um, we'll, we'll cheer you on, bro. We'll cheer you on. <laughs> and like, we're towards the end, so I was wondering if 
let's assume we're talking now to the people who don't know Kugali. So they go to the website, kugali.com. And what do you suggest they do? Like, what do you, do you recommend? Okay, it depends on who is coming because is this person coming as an artist that is looking to collaborate or is he coming as a fan who loves comics and just heard about a place that publishes African comics or is he coming looking for animation? So like it depends on who is looking. Um, yeah, but, but I would say in general, someone comes to our website, I would say one of the th nice things you can enjoy there, we have some free comics. Of course, we since we're publishing comics, we're selling them, but some or we do have some comics available for free, or at least maybe the first volume of a comic available for free. So you can go to our website, check the um, options at the top and click on the free comics page. If you are looking to collaborate, also the options at the top, you're going to see like a link to how to apply to collaborate either as a writer or as an artist, everything is there. Um, you would see a link to find out more about our team. We have like the entire team, everybody, we have little bios for every team member. So I, I don't, it depends on, I mean, I, I feel like you wanted to say something. No, really, you said what I was going to say mostly. So to look over that. And also, if you want to follow us along the journey, uh, follow us on the socials. So follow us Instagram and Twitter and everything. That's at Kugali Media. And then Snapchat, that's a weird one. It's kugali.ar uh, on the Snapchat one. So I'd say just follow us there. And then you can just follow us through the journey. We post there kind of like small updates. It's very simple, really. Uh, just one last thought before we end this. Yes. In terms of just going, as I say, right, as Tolu says, I like to dream big. And Dick usually tries, Dick usually rails those dreaming in a little bit logic. But I like to start, I like to start way outside the box. I think a lot of people should approach life like that because at the moment, things are changing very, very quickly. So there are things that you don't notice have been easier or some, some roadblocks have been removed you do not notice. But because you're used to being in that area there, for example, someone's like the elephant, uh, you tie the leg with a chain when it's young and the makes older, you just tie the leg with a rope and it doesn't live there. doesn't realize it's not a chain anymore. It's just a tiny little rope and it just moves away to pull it away. doesn't realize that. I think people really need to break past that mental barrier and really try and create some special things. I know a lot of people don't really believe they can create special things. Obviously it's hard. It gets very difficult, but I want everybody to, go for it man let's let, let's just let's do some risky things let's create some amazing special work everybody from back home in africa let's show them what africa is made of let's show them all the awesome stories from africa all the new creations all the creativity we have in there because africa is a storytelling country like that's how we pass on our history even it's literally stories right so i'm trust me you wait just give it like as ziki said like in 12 years that people are going to be looking there like non-stop that's that, that's the place to be that was a speech to end uh, to end the podcast. It was so amazing. Yeah. Thank there. you very much, man. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I enjoy having you every time, and I enjoy seeing you grow every time. And the path you've taken is amazing because I remember how uh, in the beginning, you know, we're trying to do this, we're trying to do this, we didn't know how it would turn out. We kind of and it just goes and goes and goes, and it's amazing. 
Thank you so much to Tulu, Ziki, and Ibrahim. That is a truly fantastic path they're on, and I think what Ibrahim said at the end is probably going to become true. In 10, 12 years, the creations of Kugali and African genre stories will be a force to be reckoned with. It is not going to look the way it does today. So, you can follow Kugali on the website, kugali.com, Kugali spelled K-U-G-A-L-I. On Twitter, they are at Kugali Media. On Instagram, they are Kugali Media, one word. On Snapchat, they are Kugali.ar. And uh, next time, I always give you a next time. Next time on Giftimim Powers, we are going to the other side of the earth, where we will talk to someone on a deeply personal and geeky path. Giftimim Powers releases three episodes a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you want to contact me about this episode, other episodes, Future episodes, if you want to suggest guests or just for any reason, email me at guy.hasson at geekdomimpowers.com. Check out our website, geekdomimpowers.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at geekdomimpowers. No hyphens and spaces. And on TikTok, we are also geekdomimpowers. My name is Guy Hasson. I will see you next episode. And for now, have an empowered day.